Welcome back, students, to the lore of the Iron Kingdoms. I am, of course, Professor Castor. Today, we're actually going to be talking about Kodor's, well, what I consider Kodor's heavy warjacks, even though all of their warjacks are heavy. These guys are heavier than the rest and have a whole bunch of arsenal and armor to back it up. And before we begin, another shout out. Thank you to Privateer Press for letting us read their phenomenal lore. And also, if you'd be so kind, please leave a like and a comment if you have any questions or have any ones for future videos as well. We can also go beyond the scope of the Kadoran army and the Circle of Oberos in the woods to any other factions. If you have a character or a warjack or a war beast or anything, let me know because we would love to do some videos that kind of branch us out. Thank you so much and let's begin. Alrighty, let's begin with the Demolisher, Kodor Heavy Warjack. Initial start date, 606 AR. Height is 11 feet, 5 inches. Weight, 16.9 tons, which is about 7 tons heavier than a standard Kodor Warjack, which is insane. And of course, why I classify them as Kodor's quote-unquote heavy warjack chassis. And this particular warjack has a fuel load of 1,200 pounds which makes sense since he's going to need a lot more fuel to handle that type of weight. Uh, general use, he's up. He's good for walking up to four hours. Combat use, 40 minutes, makes sense. Uh, his armaments include two dual shoulder cannons and twin shielded fists. There is no such concept as excessive force among the armies of Kodor, and the Demolisher embodies the philosophy perfectly. This truly massive warjack is an intimidating sight as it moves across the battlefield deflecting even the direct artillery fire. With armor almost half a foot thick in places, speed is unnecessary luxury. When the hulking jack finally reaches its position, its tremendous plated arms drop to reveal integral cannons. Though this makes the warjacks briefly vulnerable, the staggering destructive force it unleashes ensures no enemy survives to return fire. A demolisher in action embodies the guiding philosophy of the Gadorn military mind, endure and annihilate. The Kadoran Mechanics Assembly has long grappled with the challenge of delivering short-range but powerful ordnance in the battlefield. Such weapons draw significant attention from the enemy and make targets easier for massed firepower. The incredible armor of the Devastator chassis provided a suitable way to integrate the cannons, which in return led to the breakthroughs in Cortex design to maximize their use. The specialist of Greylord Covenant refined the firing routines of the Cortex to allow the stability itself even in the midst of punishingly close combat. The Demolisher's shoulders cannons also carry some of the heaviest ammunition of any Warjack weapon system. The great weight of the Jack itself is a weapon. Its hulking form provides all the cover of a mobility artillery emplacement for those who accompany it. Any who fight beside the Demolisher benefits from the brutal strength of the motherland itself. I've fought alongside these types of hulking monstrosities. Their shoulder cannons are no joke. They have the equivalent impact of one of the dwarven cannons that they have on one of their battle engines, the Siege Crawler, I believe. And it's enough impact to really knock anything off its feet if it hits it hard enough. Also, these guys can run through any type of warjack or anything else since it's heavier than anything else. It just knocks it out of the way. Also, this guy has the ability to almost absorb and deflect blast damage, so if you're standing next to it, you're not really in any kind of danger since all blast damage is deflected away from it, or <laughs> up rather, so anybody who's below it, which is most any human, is usually safe from any kind of blast, which is always nice if you need to move up the battlefield without taking too much enemy fire. Also from gameplay standards, 
when this guy does open up, his armor only drops down to a 19, which is basically one less than a regular heavy warjack for Kodor. Armor while he's in his shell mode is 23, which can stop most even colossal shots. So, you know, they're not getting bonuses on their attacks when hitting this little steel egg. Also, a couple other benefits of this guy. Since he is so sturdy, so heavy, and, you know, imposing, he cannot be knocked down and he definitely can't be pushed. Makes him a, a brutal enemy to try to destroy on the battlefield. And if he's on your side, then thank goodness you got him. And let's move on. Let's go to the Devastator, Kodor Heavy Warjack. Initial service date, 598 AR. Height, 11 feet, 5 inches. Weight, a stacking 16 tons. Fuel load, 1,125 pounds. General use, good for walking for 4 hours. Combat use, 45 minutes. This guy has a twin shield fist, as most of these iron eggs do. And he has a rain of death grenade launchers inside his iron shell, making him one of the most dangerous fireworks on the planet. Few sights inspire the troops of the Ghidoran Empire or demoralize their enemies like the appearance of an advancing devastator. Lumbering forward like the walking fortress, the warjack is implacable. Even concentrated artillery fire only causes the devastator to stagger a bit before reaching its target and deploying its catastrophic importance. Two decades ago, when the High Command requested a new, more heavily armored warjack chassis, the Kadoran Mechanics Assembly was quick to respond. The mechanics presented a truly monstrous design that took advantage of the recent advancements in mechanical weaponry and was capable of supporting almost a third more armor than the vulnerable Juggernaut. In the Devastator's closed configuration, its plates interlocked to give the Warjack full armored protection that is nearly impossible to breach. As a result of its great weight and power, it can shove aside nearly anything in its path. The Devastator is equipped with an array of powerful short-range grenade launchers that can reduce the enemies into smoking ruin. Because these can fire only while its carapace is open, unleashing its full destructive power exposes vital machinery. To compensate, the grenade launchers are timed to explode in rapid succession, ensuring that the air around the warjack is filled with deadly shrapnel for a few protracted moments. The blast ravaged enemy troops and can split the armor of warjacks in close range. The result is what its designers call its reign of death. And anyone who's seen this reign of death is usually super far away because if they're next to it, they're dead. That's usually how it goes. Humans do not survive that type of close damage. And like most of these heavy armored warjacks, he has his armored shell, giving him an arm of 23, which is incredible. And it only drops down to 19 when he opens up, which still is a crazy heavy warjack because, well, he's Kodoran warjack. And his reign of death, when I say you won't survive, if you're near him, like, you know, say you're in melee with him, I don't know why you'd be in melee with him if you're unarmored and not a warjack. Uh, just the base to base power on this weapon is a staggering 18. And it's not even something that he has to aim for. If you're dodgy and he's next to you, he's going to hit you regardless because it's not an aimed shot. He's just exploding in every direction as fast as he can and raining death and destruction anywhere within, I don't know, say nine feet. He can clear an entire unit. He can damage light warjacks. He can demolish heavy warjacks if he's close enough because not only does he open up to explode, his armored fists are still weapons in their own right. 
And the moment he closes back up, it's done. Like, he's just going to move on to the next target and, you know, raise it again. And like most Warjacks his size, he can't be moved. And he can't be knocked down because he's just too dang heavy. He's like a walking tower straight into the enemy and explodes. And then closes up and does it again. He is a devastator by the word and definition. Let's move on. Alrighty, this next guy that we're talking about isn't quite like the Devastator or the Demolisher in being that he doesn't have the same shell type of interlocking armor that they do. However, he does carry a shield which does grant him a pretty significant armor increase compared to other heavy warjacks of the Kadoran army. And that, of course, we're talking about the Spriggan, Kodor Heavy Warjack. Initial service date 602 AR, height 11 feet 5 inches, weight 16.5 tons, which still significantly heavier than a normal Kadoran Warjack, but not as heavy as the Demolisher or the Devastator. Fuel load at 1200 pounds, general use is walking time 4 hours, combat use 45 minutes, better make those quick. His armaments include an assault shield, and a war lance, and a grenade launcher. So, still, he's pretty well armored and pretty well ready to go on the battlefield like most Kadoran Warjacks. When Queen An Vanar ordered the Kadoran Mechanic Assembly to give her a Warjack that would turn the tide of the Motherland's ongoing border wars, it provided her with the Spriggan. The mechanics who built the first Spriggan looked at the Drakens of old for inspiration. The Warjacks wield both a war lance and heavy shield in addition to its tremendous underlying chassis armor. Dual grenade launchers set into the machine's armored exterior give the Spriggan greater tactical flexibility. Using the grenades, the Warjack can tear apart massed infantry with shrapnel, preventing them from overwhelming it with sheer numbers. Those exploded grenades are supplemented with alchemical flares that illuminate enemies whenever they are hiding. The Spriggan's most potent weapon is its massive lance, with which it can pierce a Warjack from cortex to boiler before the enemy machine can close to defend itself. In an opponent somehow survives this onslaught, the jack can fend off its blows with a formidable assault shield, with which it's sturdy enough to turn aside any weapon and weighty enough to deliver crushing counterattacks. I have fought on the side a lot of Spriggans in my time with the Gadorn army. These guys are phenomenal at field control. Any type of, say, more stealthy models are easily washed out with its huge flare grenades and not only that it's normal grenade just regular explosive grenades are enough to clear out most units all in one shot um, like most of the larger warjacks of the Kadoran army this guy can knock aside enemies just move right through them as if they're not even there uh, he has his since they are grenades he shoots them up and over things so he doesn't have to worry about things like other models right in front of the the target and not only his range capabilities his melee capabilities are astounding he has a super long war lance that can poke guys through well pretty much any reach uh, and it has the same power as a destroyer's executioner axe with the range that you would always want an executioner axe to have um, not only that but this guy has an affinity for charging as well so you always want him to try to get the first run in on an enemy because then he's swinging with a POW 20 which is phenomenal for getting those first strikes in. And it's a fantastic assault shield. Actually gives it a plus two armor getting it up to a base armor of 21 which is still better than a normal Kadoran. Not the highest but 
it can also be used as a weapon too, so there is always that. Alrighty guys, well that does it for the Kadoran quote-unquote heavy warjacks and these huge iron shells and or shield and all of the crazy shenanigans you can get onto these guys with whatever warcaster you might be with at the time because certain warcasters give warjacks some incredible abilities and not including being able to add an additional armor layer on these guys getting them up to like a 26 or a 27 armor which that is almost indestructible at that point and you know the crazy shenanigans you can do with that is kind of unfounded especially their ability to bulldoze any kind of other enemies out of the way you can get these guys dug real deep without even taking a hit but as always please like subscribe let your friends and fellow gamers know about this fantastic lore and so we can increase the class size also thank you again to privateer press for letting us read their phenomenal lore and to keep this course going and keep the faculty off my tail because I enjoy reading this lore as much as I think that you might like listening to it. Also, again, I would like to remind everybody, if you do want to hear any other creature, character, Warjack, Warbeast, Solo, whatever, you name it, from any other faction, please make a comment in it. I would love to do a video on it. Or else we're just going to keep on tracking down the Kodor and Circle Oberos. Which is fine with me, because I have all the books just at my disposal, and we just happen to start with these two factions. Alrighty class, well that is everything, and as always, class dismissed.